All right. Good morning on Facebook. Good morning online. Thank you for tuning in on our podcast at Word of the Ranch and SoundCloud as well. We thank you guys for supporting us and coming to hear the Word today. I did this symbolically, at least the Holy Spirit led me to do this. I have the Constitution in my Bible. Notice that the Constitution is not (laughs) around my Bible, (laughs) but my Bible has the Constitution. The Lord told me it's the Word that upholds all things. So the Word covers the Constitution. The Constitution don't cover the Word. The Word covers the Constitution. It's not the Constitution of the U.S. that upholds the, the U.S. It's the power of His Word that upholds the Constitution. Amen. Without the Word, no Constitution. Amen. He upholds all things by the Word of His power. So our Constitution is enveloped by His Word. Amen. Without the Word... <laughs> no U.S. This was a nation founded by the Word through the Word. Amen. Amen. So, we are sowers of the Word of God. Amen. And I believe as we hand people our Bibles, we should hand them with constitutions in their Bibles. Amen. Because these are, these are the law of the land, this land. Land of the free, home of the brave. Amen. But I want to read from the Constitution today as well and preach from it as well. Does everyone have a copy? You know, it's great to have tracts, but everyone in America who comes into this country should get a Bible and a copy of the Constitution so they know what this country is all about before they live here, before they work here, amen, before they develop here and grow here. Uh, people should know why, what we're all about, amen? But this is what we're all about, America, is the Word of God, amen? So this proceeded from the establishment of a country on the Word, amen? Praise God forever. So the title of this message today is America, Bloodshed, Bloodbought. Bloodshed, Bloodbought. Blood, a lot of blood was shed on America, for America. I'm just going to go through a little history lesson here, amen? Because there's a lot of people who don't know it. I mean, I grew up in school. You know, in public school, there should be a mandate that you know by heart the Declaration of Independence before you graduate sixth grade. You should know this by heart, the Declaration of Independence. I'm just going to read that today, the Declaration of Independence at the end, and just see how fitting it is for today, if you will. It's amazing how close it really is in today's hour. Oh, Jesus. Praise God forever. So again, the title of this message is America, Bloodshed, Bloodbought. We celebrate tomorrow 246 years of the birth of America. It's America's 246th birthday tomorrow. Hey, 246, amen? So we should be singing happy birthday to America, amen? But we were founded July 4th, 1776. The Declaration of Independence was written. And I love this little one. You can get it online for like a a dollar, a buck. And the Declaration of Independence is right here in the back as well. The U.S. Constitution was written September 17th. 1787. I just want to give you some dates if you want to write them down, know them, tell them to your grandkids, tell them to everybody. Amen. The people need to know the history of America so they honor it. Amen. If they don't know the history, what's my focus? What's the mission? You know, why am I here? You know, there's a history to America that everyone needs to know who lives here. Amen. And if you're coming to America, leave your gods at home. Amen. We just curse yoga today in Jesus' name. You know, yoga is a form of idol worship. Hindu, you know, every, every pose in yoga worships a Hindu god. 
No, Americans don't know that. But here they practice it every day. So if you're going to come here, leave your old false gods at home. Amen? The reason this country's free is because of Jesus alone. Amen? This should be required. If you come to America, get ready to serve God. Get ready to serve Jesus. Amen? You're coming into him if you come here. <laughs> you against him, you're going to be uprooted. Amen? We got work to do. Amen? You know, in the Bible, my Bible says, evil was rooted out of the land time and time again by the people of God. By the people of God. Finally standing up for their rights and their beliefs an army on the move. Amen? Uprooting idols, uprooting false gods, deliberately confronting them. Amen. We're the backbone of America, the church. Amen. And if the church ain't got no backbone, if it's feeble, if it's crippled, if it's weak, if it's demasculinated, like this generation wants to do, a woke generation, this nation ain't going to stand. But as long as we stand, this nation will stand. Amen. We got work to do. It's time to go to work. Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Ministry's work. You know, we've been saved to do the work of the ministry. It says the work of the ministry. Ministry's work. And his yoke is easy, his burn is light, but get ready to work, amen? It's working season, praise God. It ain't sitting back season no more. It's working season. Amen. This generation's got to be taught to work. I see so many kids on drugs. Parents got a ton of money in OC. And they don't know how to work. 16, 18, 19 years old. Ain't got a job yet? <laughs> what? This is a working nation. What we have is because we're hard workers. Amen? Amen. This is a blessed nation because of God and work. We can work out. We can outwork any nation you got the spirit of god amen yeah. it's on you strengthens you to do all things praise god but the ministry's work if you ain't working you ain't in the ministry <laughs> they worked everywhere they went jesus was always working amen we got work to do things to get accomplished before we leave amen he's coming back for a glorious church and every one of us in the body of christ has a hand in that amen, amen. to uphold this to uphold this. Hey man, this is what we stand for, right? If you're a Christian, if you call yourself a Christian, this is what you stand for. If you ain't living by it and you call yourself a Christian, who's the world going to believe? Amen. This is our standard of living. It's our manual of life. This is how we operate down here. Amen. So if we ain't operating according to the word and we call ourselves Christian. Something's out of line. And it's us, amen? we got to get ourselves in check so the world can see what a real Christian is and how they live. Because they're looking in on us. i got news. Mm -hmm. They're looking in on us, amen? God's a good God. We're celebrating the birth of freedom, really, yeah. is what we're celebrating tomorrow. This is a nation that stands for freedom, not tyranny, not communism. We're going to whip communism. Get by now with communism. Amen. Got work to do. So the U.S. Constitution was written September 17th, 1787. We'll be celebrating that as well. All those birthdays on the 18th. We'll just make it a joint holiday. <laughs> Amen. 
But just to give you some other dates, the Revolutionary War was 1775 through 1783. The Civil War was 1861 through 1865. You know, the Civil War, North versus South. Confederates comprised of 11 states of the South. They surrendered in 1865. It was really free will labor versus slave labor. But I just want to point out these days because there were two great awakenings that took place in the United States before these dates ever occurred. The church is the backbone of America. Without us, they ain't no free nation. We're the free ones. He who the sun sets free is free indeed, right? Say, I'm free today. The sun's in me. He set me free. Amen. Isn't it good to be free? Every man and woman is after freedom. That's why they're hopping the gates to get here. <laughs> and the walls, amen? People don't hop the walls to go and get into Mexico or any other nation. They hop the walls to come here. Because it's a land of freedom. And the only reason it's free is because of Jesus. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. You come here, get ready to serve Jesus. Get ready. God's on the move. We're in the midst of another great awakening. I got news. And we're going to see it with our own two eyes before Amen. he comes. He's so long-suffering. I've led so many elderly on their deathbeds to Jesus. And I'm just amazing, amazed at how long-suffering the grace of God is. That these people's life, all their life in sin, who knows what they've done? they got some stories. And on their deathbeds, the Lord grabs their hand and brings them into his kingdom. That's the grace of God. How long-suffering he is. And so are we. <laughs> We're the grace of God on her. If we can't love, no one can. We're not a judgment. We're a lovement. We're in the New Testament. We're the love of God on earth. Every person who hops that wall from Mexico to come in here, I endeavor to get saved. Safe. Salvation is of the Lord. Today's the day of salvation. Amen. Lord Jesus, more people to save. Open borders, more to bring into the borders of heaven. Amen. Which is why we're here. I mean, we were recreated to recreate. Be blessed. Be fruitful. Multiply. Which means all you are, recreate. Because we've been recreated by Him. He recreated us to recreate others. The recreator, the creator, is alive inside of us this morning. Who you speak to matters. What you say matters. What you, stand, what you say people look into. Amen. Your words are containers going somewhere to happen. That's all words are, and we're in a word system. They're just containers that hold whatever we fill them with. We choose what we fill our words with. Fear, doubt, unbelief, passion, pride, ignorance, forgiveness, love, hate, variance, wrath. Words are just containers. Sticks and stones may break your bones. You've got to learn that quick, kids. That don't work. But words will never hurt you. No words are the most powerful thing on earth. I'd rather get hit with sticks and stones, have the Lord heal my body, than to get hit with an entourage of bad words. 
Words change things. Words are the most powerful thing on the face of this planet. We got words right here, written down. This is a book of words. We're in a word world and a word system that functions through words, amen? So what you say really, really, really matters, especially in the pressure of the end days. What you say is gonna, go, gonna matter even more. He's hastening to, to perform his word and your words. They're coming to pass. We have what we say. I mentioned something that happened the next week. Yeah. Anyone else notice that? You talk about something, you have a conversation, and then it just shows up. We're in the last days. It's harvest season. What you've been sowing, you get ready to reap. Amen. You've been sowing words of gratitude, forgiveness, blessings, prosperity, healing. You've got a harvest coming in your direction. It's harvest season. Amen. And in harvest, the whole family's out in the field working. Right. Right, Cher? Everyone knows, anyone who grew up on a farm, the whole family's out there bringing in the harvest with the combines. Amen? Calling in the harvest with our sickle. Sickle, a sharp instrument having teeth. That's our tongue. That's our mouth. How do we call in our harvest? How do we call in the lost? Through our own lips. Life and death are in the hand of our tongue. We always got to be reminded of that. Because Satan's after our words, and so is God. And that's how we live on a daily basis, is by what we say. We've got to put ourselves in remembrance of that. Amen, Steve? Every day. The life and death are in the hand of my tongue. I'm not going to be moved by what I'm feeling. I'm not going to be moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what I believe, and my beliefs come through me through my own two lips and change things in this world. We're not conformed to this world. Amen. We conform this world to heaven was the plan. It's the plan. His will never changes. Paradise, the Garden of Eden, the first thing he did. And then he created man and planted him in paradise. We're supposed to recreate this place. Heaven on earth before we depart. Make it as good as we can. As excellent as we can until he comes. Preparing the way for the king just like John the Baptist. Preparing his coming. Preparing is coming. The king is coming. The bride is coming. Amen. The bridegroom is coming. He's walking down the aisle. Are we ready to meet him? Do we have things set? Does it look good? <laughs> is the table set? Prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. How rich we're living. How blessed we're living in 2022 with a crooked, perverse administration in the White House. He prepares a table before thee in the presence of your enemies. Mm, I'm having my best year yet. How about you? Amen. <laughs> You'll never go under. Not with an overlord. You're always on top. You're going over. You ain't going under if Jesus is in your boat. That's right. <laughs> You're going over to the other side. Amen? Just read the back. We win. This is a book of victory, not defeat. The devil's defeated. This ain't his book. He'll throw words at you. He's got his own book. I don't have a copy. <laughs> I burned that long ago. This is God's book. This is a book of victory, not defeat. Whenever you open the book of life, God will put you over. <laughs> Attend to my words, son. Cline your ears to my saying. 
They are life and medicine to all your flesh. He sent his word and healed us and delivered us of all our destructions. The word of the living God. Why are people sick? Why are people poor? Why are young women right now on the corner fighting for abortion rights? No words. No words of life have been shown and sown into their life. This is the victory. All we really are are good farmers down here. Just like Jesus. Sowing seed everywhere we go. We're just sowers of the word. I'm not a sower of my opinion. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with anyone. I'm just going to give them the word. I saw this great YouTube video of a huge MMA fighter. And the guy and the paparazzi were in his face in his car. He was driving and just crushing him. And he's a Christian guy. And he only responded with the word. He said, John 3.16, Jesus saves. I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. John 10, 10. <laughs> Just quoted the scripture. Isn't that a great way to go on media? You're only going to get one shot. Better make it good. Better be prepared. The answer you're going to give. We're just sowers of the word. This is what changes things. Not us. We're under this. He's the head. The word of the living God. We just do what he said. <laughs> if we humble ourselves under this, the head, everything's going to be all right. This is our blessing covenant. Bought and paid for in blood. So Jesus shed his blood for this nation, for all peoples, for all time, to give them freedom. And the U.S. accepted his sacrifice. If you're in the U.S. today, have you accepted his sacrifice? That's what makes this nation prosperous. Without the word, there ain't no prosperity. I don't care where you're living. But through him, through the word, prosperity abounds. It's a prosperous book, this book of the kingdom. You can't be poor and live in here. You can't be sick and live in this. If you are, you ain't in here. We got to etch our own names in his word. I put my name in here. I enter into covenant. I'm a doer of the word. I live it. I stitch myself in his word for all time. It's in me and I'm in it. How is it in me? Because I'm in it. It can only get in you if you're in it. And what's in you will come out of you. When the pressure's on, ever hit your toe with a hammer? What'd you say? <laughs> Don't repeat it, church. Fine. <laughs> you know I've hurt myself recently you know what comes out of my mouth Jesus Jesus comes out of my mouth now Lord <laughs> whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved he's got to be in you to come out of you you want more of Jesus here he is he's the word that became flesh and dwelt among us you want to know what he did what he does what he's doing it's right here in his book. He wrote it all down for us so that we can put ourselves in remembrance every day of what we should be doing as well. If we see him doing it and we're following him, we're going to be following him, right, and doing what he does. Just like he followed the Father and did what he said, did what he did. I say, He said, I only say those things my Father says and do those things my Father does. So everyone's always following somebody. Who are you following? 
you know, social media, you have followers. Who are you following? Who are we following? Are we following Jesus? I hope we're following him. Because if we ain't, we're going to hell. <laughs> you got to follow Jesus to get saved. You got to follow Jesus to heaven, amen? You got to follow him into the blessing, even into his truth. Jesus is our shepherd, the great shepherd of the sheep. We follow him. He's the shepherd, amen? He told me to move to Baghdad? Yes, sir. I'm following orders. Tells me to join the army as a chaplain? Yes, sir. Here we go. We're following him, amen? God's in charge. Is he? <laughs> we have a great Savior, but do you have a good Lord? Yeah. Everyone wants to get saved, but no one wants to submit. What would you have me do today? Who would you have me sow into today? What should I give in this offering? Those are all questions for God to lead us into. He's got my money. He's got my family. He's got my job. He's got my health. He's got my body. He's got my wealth. I was bought with a price. It ain't my own. Need something? Come ask. I'll give it to you. Give to all those who ask, he said. He who taketh from you, withhold not your hand. So it is a seed. Someone takes something from you, you take them to court, Paul said, no. Especially among the brethren, freely give. You freely receive. And we ain't taking it with us. So this is the time to give. <laughs> This is the time to release, because you ain't taking it with you. What does God want me to do with my stuff? It's a good question to ask, because he's given you things to use. And I love this verse, but the gifts and calling of God are without repentance, meaning he ain't never taking them back. He'll never take back your calling, your purpose, and your gifts. And your gifts and calling work hand in hand to shine for Christ. Jesus gave you the gifts to shine for Him and to use. Amen? Say, I'm developing here. I'm getting better and better. I'm getting closer and closer into His same exact likeness and image. It will be said of me, you look like Jesus. You talk like Jesus. You walk just like Jesus did. Who are you? And you can say, I'm his daughter, I'm his son, I'm a child of the Most High God and King. Praise God. And when I leave this earth, mission accomplished. Hallelujah. I followed him. I fought the good fight. I ran my race. Amen. Do you have your eulogy planned out? I planned mine out yesterday. <laughs> eulogy <laughs> the last will and testament what's your mission statement for your life this is a mission statement for the u.s every member of it should get one a pamphlet this is why we're here if you don't know the mission statement you ain't going to honor america habakkuk 2 4 write the vision make it plain so they may run who read it has to be read to run. Has to be seen to run after it. Write the vision. Write the vision. Make it plain that they may run who read it. 
So I wrote my eulogy. I served God, my family, and my country well. That's it. It's as simple as it gets. That's all I want to be known for. I serve God, my family, and my country well. What's yours? What's your life statement? I encourage you to write that out this week as we celebrate freedom. Why are you here? And why are you leaving? <laughs> Amen. Very hairs on your head are numbered. What she wants you to do before you depart. Purpose is of utmost significance because there's not too many people living in it. Amen. This is my work. The Lord told me, feed my sheep in 2005. I'll never stop. Feed my sheep. That's my mission statement for men. Feed my sheep. Jesus' mission statement was Isaiah. <laughs> 61. Jesus found himself in the Word, and so can you. Jesus' mission statement is found in Isaiah 61 in the Gospel of Luke. Amen. He knew why he was here. He ran his race with purpose. That eliminates the clutter and distractions. Why is America still here? Why are we here? We'll go read its mission statement. How have we thrived? Read the mission statement. It'll help you focus and focus your life on yours. You've got to have the price set ahead of you so you have something to focus on because the devil's trying to, have you noticed? <laughs> devil's trying to distract people more than ever. Turn here, turn here, do that, do that, do that job, take that job. Go after money, not God. Go after man, not God. Go after relationships, go after stuff. Don't go after God. When Jesus clearly says, seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things and all these things that man's seeking after will be added to you, the one who seeks first him. Money just comes. Grace just comes. We're not money-minded. We're kingdom-minded. We have no lack. <laughs> it's an unlimited kingdom. He can give each of us a million dollars today and not go broke. He's unlimited. Have we taken the limits off him? Because until we take the limits off God, you will always be limited. He is unlimited. Remember that, that verse in Numbers? We saw ourselves as grasshoppers in their own, in their eyes. So we saw ourselves in ours. How they saw themselves dictated their inheritance. And the promised land. Those guys didn't take it. Joshua and Caleb did for millions. Because they saw it. The vision was before them. It was plain. It was written down. Moses wrote it for him. Take the land. But how you see yourself has a lot to do with what you receive and what you block. Are we our own blessing blockers? God's trying to bless us and we're just in the way? No, nah, I don't want that. Well, give it to me. <laughs> give it to the person sitting next to you then. He's going to give it to someone. He's the ultimate giver. I receive. I wake up every morning. I freely receive. I freely give. I freely receive. I freely give. I don't hold back. He's the one who's blessed me. He's my source. 
If he tells me to give, I will release it. It's not mine, it's his. <laughs> I wake up every morning saying that. Every day I'm in my car. Who can I sow into today? I don't care what I have. I'm doing it by faith. He'll give, always give seed to the sower. What can I sow into the life of somebody today? Whether it's a word, a smile, money, healing. Where can I sow today? I'm a farmer. It's how I live. This is by what I give. Whether you know it or not, you're living by what you're given. Everything you got came what, from what you gave. <laughs> Amen. He gave us his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God's the ultimate giver. Jesus is the ultimate gift. So the Civil War was from 1861 to 1865. Now get this. The first great awakening in America was from the 1730s to the 1740s. 1730s to the 1740s. In America, the Declaration of Independence was given 1776. We see after every great move in history, and American history, there was a move of God and a move of the church first. You can see it. Revival always comes before revolution. <laughs> and we may be partakers of both. What a blessing. Called to revive and called to revolutionize. <laughs> you have such, we have such a divine purpose. Who are you? You're blessed. You're going somewhere to happen. Amen. Your life ain't over yet. We ain't here to take up space. We're here to create it. Space for God. Amen. Space for God in the hearts of others. Ushistory.org. I'm going to quote some script, uh, some verses, some words. From them said the first great awakening divided many american colonists again this is 1730s to 1740s however it was an experience that ultimately created unity between the colonies it led to a shared awareness that of being american because it was the first major national event that all the colonies experienced together the first great move of god the first great awakening said the spirit of the first great awakening helped to encourage the revolutionary spirit. Many things had changed and many powers shifted. Before ministers were almost treated like aristocrats. Most new ministers connected with common people. They were not always ordained and sometimes showed less, not more, respect for those above their social class. Most of all, the new denominations of Christianity were much more democratic the overall message was one of greater equality. First Great Awakening. The First Great Awakening paved the way for independence and the Constitution. Speaking about spiritual equality encouraged colonists to think more about the need for democracy in both church and state. <laughs> move of the Spirit, move of government. Move of the Spirit, move of man. Spirit's moving. He's turning things up. Get ready. You ready to move? You ready to move? I'm taking good care of myself. I'm getting myself in the best shape I can possibly get. I'm turning 40 this year. It's my year of completion. Oh, I'm going to be complete. 
Get ready, get ready, get ready. Amen. What you doing with yourself? Get ready. The second great awakening in the U.S. 1790s to the 1830s. Marked by meetings and camp meetings. Preachers preached free will and women and African Americans were liberated and came to the forefront. Through the second awakening of the U.S. From the 1790s to the 1830s. According to ushistory.org, the Second Great Awakening is best known for its large camp meetings that led extraordinary numbers of people to convert through an enthusiastic style of preaching and audience participation. A young man who attended the famous 20,000-person revival in Cambridge, Kentucky in 1802 captures the spirit of these camp meetings activity. The noise was like the roar of Niagara. <laughs> the vast sea of human beings seemed to be agitated as if by a storm. You ever agitate a heathen? <laughs> Amen. I counted seven ministers all preaching at one time. Some on stumps, others on wagons. Some of the people were singing. <laughs> I'll get to that. Others praying, some crying for mercy. A peculiarly strange sensation came over me. My heart beat tumultuously. My knees trembled. <laughs> My lips quivered. And I felt as though I must fall to the ground. <laughs> when Jesus enters the scene. This young man was so moved that he went on to become a Methodist minister. As this quotation suggests, evangelical ministers reached their audience at an emotional level that powerfully moved large crowds. You know what I see in the coming days? I don't see individuals like Billy Graham or Oral Roberts. I see the church. I see every member preaching. <laughs> I see all of you ministering. The whole body. One unit. The army of Christ. Everyone doing their part in rank, line, and order. Perfect symmetry. How is that form? By loving your neighbor as yourself. I love you. I love the person sitting next to you. Do you? Do you love you? Do you love the person sitting next to you? That's the symmetry that links us all together in the army of Christ. Mm -hmm. I die for you. That's the army of God. Just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. It's not about us. It's about them. Amen. All right. It's going to be tough to do. Let's all rise for the Pledge of Allegiance, shall we? Yes. Just following orders here. <laughs> Ready? Begin. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, 
with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You may be seated. This is an interactive message. <laughs> I'm going to read the Declaration of Independence. You can look that up on your phone if you want to read along. Put your eyes on it. Unless you have a copy in your Bible. Like you should. <laughs> I'll be carrying this around with me for the rest of my life. How about you? I start today. The Declaration of Independence, Action of Second Continental Congress, July 4th, 1776. When I just... Just notice how relevant this is today. Now, they're speaking about the British. Amen. <laughs> Let's just put it in today's terms. Updated, amen? When in the course of human events it becomes necessary, this is the birth of America. This is what America was written on. This is how it's upheld. Through this. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their powers from the consent of the governed. Consent of the governed. Do you consent with this current administration? Thank you. I'm empowering someone to take action. But I don't care. It's time to get to work. Amen. Amen. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. <laughs> You're a powerhouse. These 56 men who signed this were powerhouses for the kingdom of God. Laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. <laughs> we all can think of a couple of those that recently happened. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. It's too cold to be cute. <laughs> too cold to be cute. <laughs> but when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, 
evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government. <laughs> Who are you? You find yourself in here? <laughs> you know what Jesus said? It is written. It is written. <laughs> we win. You're going out with a bang. Read the back of the book. You ain't going out comfortable. You're going out excited. On fire. And to provide new guards for their future security. To provide new... Who? The people. To provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. <laughs> Can you relate with that? The patient sufferance? And such is now... Say now. now. The necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king, president of the United States of America, let's change that, make it current, is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations. All having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. <laughs> Is this hitting home? He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with many firmness, manly firmness, his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices 
and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has effected to render the military independent and of superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws giving his assent to their act of pretended legislation. Pretended legislation. For quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial, from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent. Remember, by the people, for the people. For depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury. For transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses. Pretended offenses. January 6th. For abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province. Establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and alterating fundamentally the forms of our governments, for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. <laughs> he has plundered our seas, ravished our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbar barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. This sound like the devil to you? He has constrained our fellow citizens taking captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their own hands. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers the merciless savages whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. Sexes. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. <laughs> our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. It is written. Now have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature 
to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations. Which, however you say that. <laughs> How do you say that? Usurpations. Oh, usurpations. So usurpated. Usurpated. I get it. <laughs> Not me, you. <laughs> Which would invitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice. And uh, it's a big one here. Contact you nudity? <laughs> Not nudity. What? Consignuity. Thank you. I'll let you keep that one. Because <laughs> I ain't going to ever say that again. As a matter of fact, when I get home, I'm going to cross that out and put it in modern day vernacular. <laughs> we must therefore, you got to make it personal. We must therefore, well, here's another one. Acquiesce? Acquiesce. Acquiesce. You're French, you know. In the necessity. <laughs> See some French influence here. Like every nation has. In the necessity which denounces our separation. <laughs> and hold them, yes sir, as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world, for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, these United States, solemnly publish and declare that these United States are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. The power of agreement and the power of wealth to move agreement. Amen. You have to be wealthy in these last days to move the kingdom forward, to, you, to move the U.S. ahead. It ain't a coincidence a wealthy president was brought into office who denied salary a billionaire. That's just God. Money moves things down here. We're in an economic world, aren't we? This was signed by 56 men. All in agreement. Are we in agreement? Are you in agreement online with the U.S. Constitution? And if you're watching this from another nation, your nation can build the same nation just by using this as a reference. As this is a base. Free from tyranny. This was brought about by a move of God first. Preachers from the pulpit 
and the streets brought about change in government. It always came from the pulpit first. The Revolutionary War, the Civil War, all of it was first preached from the pulpit. Amen. You got to preach. You got to teach. You got to speak for things to change. Without words, no change, no victory. Malaysia and Andy approved this message. <laughs> Thank you, patrons. Thank you, Americans. Thank you, loved ones. The body of Christ who knows what true freedom is. You can't put communism on a free man. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. You can't change freedom. You can change slavery, but you can't change freedom. That's why we live. It's our heartthrob in this nation. Freedom. It's a Jesus nation. More gospel has come out of the United States of America than any other country combined in history. This is why we're free. This is why we're free. Let's get back to the basics. Let's teach our children the basics again. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Give them the Constitution in every public school. Voting rights. Marching orders. The vision. Without vision, the people perish. Without vision, the people perish. And when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. But when the wicked rule, the people mourn. I'm done mourning. How about you? I'm rejoicing. Is that because we still know who's president? That we just keep on rejoicing? We still know who's king? Still know who's boss of this land? Land of the free, home of the brave? Isn't God so rich? Isn't he so good? Are you blessed? So blessed. I got blessed by knowing him. I wasn't blessed till I knew him. And he knew me. If you want in on the blessing, say this with us. Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus died for me personally and rose again. I ask that he comes into my heart and into my country. I give him my life. Now, Father, raise me up to be a soldier in the kingdom, to occupy a place of prominence in this world system. Use me. Use my family. Use us till you come. Until you see fit. And if you agree with that, say amen. Amen. amen in the precious name of Jesus. Did someone get something from this message? Woo! Happy Independence Day. Praise God. Glory to God. Independent from slavery. Independent from tyranny. Independent from the devil. You're in your own kingdom. We're in our own kingdom. Amen. Thank you, guys. Amen. Let's just pray in the Spirit. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We welcome you in Holy Ghost. Use us like never before. Give us our marching orders independently so we can walk them out collectively together. Thank you, Father.
for raising up ministers in these last days to simply speak the word like never before. Sowing it into the hearts and lives of mankind before you come for them. Help us save as many as we can as we were saved. It costs us nothing. We freely receive, freely give. Bless you, Father. Father, we pray over our offering today as well. It's good to be able to give. Thank you for this free nation, this economy, this prosperity. You've placed so much wealth here. We give you all the praises for it. And we declare today with our seed and offering that the wealth of the sinner and the wicked is laid up for us, the just. And we move mountains so that wealth moves to us. To ignite the kingdom, to run with the kingdom, and to spread the kingdom. I give you praises, Father, for the 30, 60, 100-fold return harvest that you promised every seed sower. Thank you for a bumper crop this year. For the open hand of God. Double for our trouble. The year of our harvest. Thank you for planting us on our own land. That will never be again. Be uprooted from it. We believe for houses. We believe for new businesses. I firmly stand and believe for the rebirth of America. Thank you for using us to do it. Witty inventions and ideas come from heaven into the hearts of your people today. Give them eyes to see and ears to hear the plan. What you'd have them create before they leave. Have them make their mark on this earth. Thank you, Lord that you've planted the seed of greatness in every heart of man. Help us attend to it and water that seed before we leave. Let it come into fruition now. In the precious name of Jesus, we give you all the praises. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 We love you guys. You're healthy. You're blessed. You're rich. You're blessed to be a blessing. You are empowered to prosper in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Happy Fourth of July weekend, everybody. Have a great weekend. Have a great Monday. Have a great week ahead. Woo, being about the Father's business. What an exciting life the life of faith is. Just believing God for everything. Woo, doesn't get better than that. We love you guys. Be blessed. Thanks.